Blessings, this is Pastor Larry Inclan with Living 412. We want to welcome you to this week's program. Uh, we have a special guest with us this week, Josue Montanez. Say hello. Hello, hello, everyone. How are we doing today? All right. We want to get right into the scriptures this uh, beautiful Monday afternoon. And uh, we want to take you to the book of Colossians, verse uh, chapter 3, uh, verse 1. And uh, depending on what version of the Bible you have, it is going to tell you two subject lines or two headings. So Colossians 3, uh, if you're looking at the new living or the new uh, international version, it says putting on, uh, actually, no, I'm sorry, in the English standard version, it says putting on the new self. And uh, if you're looking at the NIV, uh, do you have yours there, Josh? You have the NIV? Yes, I do. What does it say on yours? Living as those made alive in Christ. All right. So we have recently had several conversations with people on what it means to to change, what it means to do things differently, um, how to do this walk, not only, um, how can I say it, not only as a daily, you know, Christian, you know, as a believer, but also in everything, you know, uh, a lot of times we we tend to separate who we are as a believer and we don't incorporate this person that we're supposed to be becoming into our daily life. You know, it's n it's not just about two hours in service at church. And that's what mm -hmm. this whole living for 12 is about. This is what we do at home church. We try to help you change uh, your thinking according to the scriptures, change your life according to the scriptures, um, have confidence in yourself that you are growing and that you're taking the proper steps to grow your walk in the Lord. So based on that, we wanted to touch on these uh, few verses uh, for the time that we have with you today. So it says, if you have been raised with Christ, Seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For if you have died and your life is hidden in, in Christ or hidden with Christ in God, um, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Can you do me a favor, Josh, and read that um, in your version, which was the NIV, from verse 1 all the way to the end of 4? All right. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. So, I like two contrasts that you can see here. Uh, as I mentioned, the subject lines were put on the new self in the English Standard Version, and in, in the New International Version, it says, living as those made alive in Christ. So, the first thing that drew out to me is that in the version that Josh just read, um, it says, set your heart 
on things above. In the one that I read read to you, it doesn't say the heart. It just said, seek things that are above. Mm -hmm. So I like that in the NIV it points out, set your heart on things above. Everything that you do originates from the heart. I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this um, during our services and probably here uh, on Living 412 as well. It starts with a condition of the heart where what you feel in your heart will help you determine how your day is going to be exactly because it's going to go to your mind and what's in your mind is going to react to everything else. Mm -hmm. So if in your heart all you're thinking about is all the hurt of your past and that's all that you are clinging on to, your mind is going to be remembering those things events those tragic moments that maybe perhaps terrible upbringing or um, a a specific incident that happened and you're going to be so focused on that where your heart is not being healed to the point of you being able to progress into a full functioning Mm -hmm. life in christ Mm -hmm. we can say we love jesus yes we accepted the lord in our lives but we have not gone to the next step because we're still holding on to the things in our past and it doesn't let us put on the new self like in the ESV says because we're still stuck on the old now it doesn't mean uh, for this instance I'm not speaking of yet which what we'll talk about in a little bit further ahead I'm not talking about the sexual immorality immorality or the you know uh, lust or the desires or the drinking and the partying. I haven't even gotten to that yet. Right now, I'm mm-hmm. only dealing with any personal trauma or upbringing that you may, may have had or maybe something happened in your marriage or maybe something happened with your children and you have not been able to get over that hump. So it's hard to put on the new self or see yourself as a new person made alive in Christ because you're still holding on to that hurt or that tragic experience. Um, It happens to children when their parents divorce. Uh, It happens, unfortunately, like when a loved one passes away. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many reasons, and uh, it could be a physical abuse of your childhood. Uh, It could be a mental abuse from your childhood. There's some parents that really just don't (coughs) treat their kids right. Um, And... Instead of helping them grow as people, they knock them down with their words and beat them up, you know, verbally. So. But you have a tragic event also. Um, Something that you went through, uh, maybe a uh, a car accident. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously you can. Oh, yeah. It it happens a lot when people actually get into car accidents where they're scared to go again behind the wheel because they're so traumatized, you know, can. Use the word, the scientific word, PTSD. Yeah. That way, anytime they hear something or see something, it causes a reaction, uh, automatically a trigger inside their mind, and then they enclose themselves again because they don't want to be involved or or uh, wrapped up into that, you know, ever again. Because obviously, that's something that you know scared it, it scare them. them and hurt mm-hmm. them, and and that happens a lot. Um, you know, uh, kids also. Um, maybe when you know they got yelled at when they were small. 
and if they hear a loud noise, they want to cover their ears or something like that. You know, and it happens. It's yeah. and it stunts them. It, they're stunted in their growth in that area, and and they can't come out of that area, um, unless you know. Obviously, there's other obstacles or other positive things around their life that can help them through that to actually peel out, peel, peel off the layers yeah. to actually get into to find the root of the actual problem. And I think that's that's a very good point, and I think that's where we as people that are hopefully i would say you know uh, a little bit more further along in our walk uh, or have a little more experience or have gone through the situations mm -hmm. and made it out with the lord's help that we go back and we take out the time to listen to these kids mm -hmm. and the things that they're going through because like you said they're afraid to peel back those areas mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. because they don't know if they will be heard or if they will be understood or if you're really even listening you know, sometimes yeah, exactly. people say, "Yeah, I'll listen yeah. to you," and you're not even really listening. Mm -hmm. One in, one in, or one in, in one ear, out the other, and out the other. Mm -hmm. So it, I'm glad you said that because we're very quick to judge often, um, without the full understanding of what this child or what this adolescent has gone through, and we quickly want to um, blame substances or blame people mm -hmm. exactly. uh, but not understanding where did it come from yeah exactly find the root the, yeah. the, the root of the problem yeah why why did you turn to this why are you going through this why mm -hmm. can't you get over this hump um and and even you know as older people you know we often go through those things where we're so set in our ways that we don't want to change we don't like change exactly. change is scary mm -hmm. um just like for a woman that's about to get divorced and she's already 50 years old, it's scary for that woman to say, I have to start over. Mm -hmm. What do I do now? So there's so many things that leave scars in your life that you don't know how to get out of, um, don't know how to put on the new man. And mm -hmm. a lot of times we don't take the time to speak to people about it of this is what it means to give your life to mm -hmm. Christ. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we recently had a message just about prayer because oftentimes we don't take out the time to sit with people and say, this is how we should pray as far as, you know, the biblical aspect of this exactly. is the way the Lord taught us to pray, right? But at the same time, the simplicity of being able to speak to him mm -hmm. openly, you know, as if he's sitting next to you, pull up an empty chair and say, hey, I know you're sitting there with me. Let's have this conversation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so when we start to think about the little things that can help somebody in their walk, mm -hmm. we should address them. We should be able to speak to them. We have to be very careful with our words without um, making it seem like we're trying to put them down. Exactly. But mm -hmm. we give them the tips of, hey, this is what worked for me. This is... Um, something that I'm noticing about your life. I wonder if this, you know, and mm -hmm. and try to speak about it. And it's hard to move on and say that you are ready to die to self and give your whole life to Christ when you don't know what that means, mm -hmm. especially for a child or a teenager or a young man that never knew Christ. Like, I didn't come to the Lord till my daughter was born and she's turning 16, so... I've been in the gospel for about 16 years, and I didn't know what it meant. Mm -hmm. No one sat with me and said, this is the, what a believer does. This is what 
your relationship should look like with the Lord. This is how you grow in Christ. This is how you put on the new man. This mm-hmm. is how exactly. you die to your old ways. And uh, I think that's one of the things I'm more and more learning to adapt, I guess, for myself in, in the leadership role of, of seeing people through through all the imperfections, all the mistakes, and, and try to pull out the best out of them, knowing that inside there has to be a root that's causing them to have a certain struggle. Exactly, exactly. And it, I put that on also dependency. Mm. Because if if you, in order for you to change, you have to be dependent on something. Mm. So what you do is, if they don't, they're depending on, like, obviously you use the uh, 50-year-old woman that's getting ready to get divorced. Perfect example. That means, let's say, 18, she got married back in the day, let's say, or, you know, let's say she got married at 25 for easy math purposes. So that means 25 years of her being married to that one person, that one person being her provider, as far as uh, uh, financially speaking, uh, uh, emotionally speaking, physically speaking, mm-hmm. that person was there for 25 years. That's a long time. Yeah. If you put it's it in perspective. all you knew, basically. That's all you knew. And that's why when you have two swans inside of a pond or a lake, you have to put them in pairs. They can't live separate. Why? Because mm. then, they, then, then depression sets on. So when because that's all they knew since they were born together, they came, you know, obviously they were put in this area in this, you know, round shape of, of a lake. And that's all they knew. There was no there's no other swans there. They're all swans are always in pairs. So when you take one away, the other one doesn't last that long. Because it was dependent on the other one for everything that it did. It that's ate good. together, it slept together, it cried together, it laughed together. So that's why it's a lot harder for, you know, your olden day couples once, you know, your great great grandparents one one once one passed away, the other one's not too far along. Because that's all they know. Yeah. And you see that happen often. And it happens you know, a, a lot, a lot, yeah. a lot. And it's 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 you wanting to get out of that depending on this here. Um, let me de- not depend on the worldly. Let me depend on everything on God. And that I love that. That's like so on point. Um, that dependency, as soon as you said the word, I'm like, ooh, because that is, we're so dependent on what we were used to doing Mm -hmm. before we accepted the Lord in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that's a perfect segue to the next verse. So it says on um, the English Standard Version, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. I love that Mm -hmm. it says specifically in you. And then it gives you the examples. And this is exactly what you were saying mm-hmm. uh, of what you your dependency. What was it? And then they say sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Mm-hmm. And then it says on account of these, the wrath of God of God is coming. In these, you too once walked. When you were living in them, but mm-hmm. now you must put them all away. And then it continues on. We'll go on to that in a moment. Mm-hmm. But we were so dependent on doing the things our way. Exactly. Living for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that everybody that didn't have God in their life was, you know, selfish. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But what I'm saying is 
it's so much easier to gravitate to the things of this world when you don't have God in your life. Mm -hmm. And that's where all these things that we just read now can easily overcome you as a person. Um, it happened to me when I was younger. You know, I, my daughter, um, Jesse, my older daughter, I had her when I was in my last year of high school. So what was more predominant for me at that time, it was definitely not God because God was not giving me any type of, I was not getting any type of guidance, you know, about God from anyone. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was, let me do what I want whenever I want. And, exactly. you know, hanging out in the streets and doing this, doing that. And it led to me getting with someone and having a, a daughter at an, early, at an early age. Whereas if I have someone that's teaching me and, and helping me throughout the situations mm -hmm. and throughout relationships and how things should go according to God's plan and, and his scriptures and what he has designed for our life, I possibly would not have fallen into those temptations mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I would have valued myself more. I would have valued, you know, my partner at that time more to say, you know what? No, we can't do this. This is not something that we should be doing. And it's hard to say to a teenager. Yeah, hundred percent. We all—it's hard we to all, say. We all have definitely been there. Yeah, of having that, you know, the uh, the temptations, the right? temptations of, of actual, you know, our, ourselves of what we want and our desires, um, our, our wants, not our needs. Mm -hmm. It's two different things. Yeah. Um. Obviously, because you know, when 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 you're in that, you know, it, it's what you want at that point. It, it's not what you need at that point. But if you were raised, for example, in mm -hmm. the gospel. Mm -hmm. Or have been a, a you know a much longer time in the gospel versus a young man that doesn't know. Now you have a little bit of a clash. Exactly, exactly. You ha you right? have a speed bump. You have you have a decision to make. Mm -hmm. So let's say the young lady knows the Lord, has been growing up in the Lord, mm -hmm. tries to do things right according to the Lord, lives because her mom says, "Hey, we gotta fear God. We gotta go to church. We gotta." Uh, be obedient. We have to, you know, make our sacrifices, etc. And and she's all in. She gets it, even whether she's happy about some of the things or not. But yeah. as a teenager, she's like, okay, yes, maybe I'll do that. And then you have a boy that's like, uh, you know, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. That's totally opposite. Then you have that speed bump, like you said, and and it comes to a decision moment. And it's like, okay, what do I want to put on? Do I want to put on? That new person that I've been trying to develop every single day for the last X amount of years exactly. with my family, mm -hmm. or do I want to fall into the temptation? Mm -hmm. You know, because if I really believe and I was raised in the gospel the way that the scriptures are telling me that I was made alive mm -hmm. in Christ after he died and resurrected, now I died to my any old self, any unclean things, and I resurrected as this new person living on you know for christ then i need to make the the right decision exactly and it's it's hard believe mm -hmm. me for teenagers mm -hmm. i get it but my question would be and i would love to sit with a teenager or, or somebody that was raised in the gospel completely mm -hmm. right and stayed in the gospel yeah. because there's a lot of kids that that in or out. Exactly. that were in but really left and then they came mm -hmm. back. Like for example, I know my wife raised her hand and I'm like, I know you left and came back. Yeah. But somebody that actually stayed in the gospel, you know, and was obedient as much as they could and and to understand what made you stay the way you were. Mm -hmm. What made you try to stay as pure as you did or as 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 uh 
as clean, you know, like the way the scriptures are saying, yeah, exactly. you know, do not be uh, sexually immoral, impure, you know, seeking after lust and evil desires to help me and other people understand, understand my, you know what, you was, can do it. So my thing, you can definitely do it. You, obviously, you can do anything, you know, in yeah. power. but it's the change of the mindset. It's, it's you having a, a mentality of saying, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it. No matter what it takes, I'm going to get from point A to point B. Now, if you have that mentality and say, all right, Lord, um, I'm not going to do this. You know, you tell me, obviously, do not, you know, you know, be immoral. Okay, no problem. Great. I'm not going to do it. No matter what temptations come my way, I'm going to stay firm in my beliefs and not take a step back. Now, do you think it's that easy with today's society? It's where we it's get it harder. on TV. It, it's it's extremely lot harder because the, the social the media, vast, the 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 vast open doors that are out there with the acts. The, let me use the right word: the accessibility. Yeah. Of your 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 phone, your TV, your computer. Yeah. Um, it, the phone in general. The phone was one thing. Once the phone came up, you know, and everybody can go it's, on it the was a game changer. Like that, it, it's a hundred percent game changer. Um, when I was younger, you know, we had a phone, but they didn't have the capabilities that we have now. <laughs> now you phone, you can do anything on your phone, no matter what you know. You think of it, you can YouTube it and figure it out. Yeah, you think it, and Google and Google already it. knows what you're thinking. It, exactly. Like, yeah. What I only thought yeah. it. How'd you suggest it to me? It, exactly. <laughs> it, you scary. look at your searches, and you know, what I didn't search that. Yeah, you, know, you already thought about it. Um, but it already has that. So the, it's a lot more harder. For kids and for teens to to, to, to be pure in a sense, yeah. mindset wise, and not speaking about anything else, but just mindset alone, it's just being clean and and, and understanding. Okay, th this is this is a, the, the walk I should be walking, not the the the, the earthly walk, yeah. uh, you know. Obviously, uh, as the scripture puts it, because you know it, it, it it's hard, and you don't want to seem the kids nowadays don't want to seem like an outcast. In a sense, they yeah. don't want to see. They don't be called the the black sheep, quote unquote, um, because they have a, a, a different type of belief. But because now they don't fit in. Because now they don't yeah. quote unquote fit in, obviously to the what they see mm -hmm. as, see you as. But obviously, it, you know, they have to be true to themselves. If it, if you're true to yourself, then it's a lot easier for you to walk in the path that you want to walk in. If you're unsure. Then that's when you teeter totter back and forth on the seesaw. I don't know which way to go. Maybe today I'm on, you know, side A. Maybe tomorrow I'm on side B. Mm. But if you know where you're at, you're stay right there in the middle, and you're not going either way. No yeah. matter what weight counterweight comes against you, you you stay firm. So that's definitely it. It, it is a lot harder. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it um, for kids and, and youth to stay on that path but it's not impossible and that's where us as as parents and as you know uh, uncles or big brothers or whatever it is you know you have to also understand that and not be so quick to judge these mm -hmm. these exactly. kids and it goes back again to listening and remembering your youth you know oh yes, oh, yes. <laughs> remember your youth and and be sympathetic to their feelings you know mm -hmm. because they are created with feelings and desires and you know like we say when you women think through pink the boys think through blue mm -hmm. and there's specific needs that come with those exactly exactly you know with those kinds of thinkings right so uh, i know when i was younger 
you know, yes, it crossed my mind several times to not to to do the things that I wasn't supposed to do mm-hmm. in the back of my mind that I know I shouldn't I knew I shouldn't do it. Yeah, but I didn't understand to the extent of repercussions. Exactly. You know, and then that's is and there a possibility? Fine, but I only <clears throat> thought about maybe the possibilities of the immediate repercussions exactly. of hey, if I do this, uh, I might end up with a baby. But mm-hmm. I didn't think about the eternal repercussions. Exactly, and exactly. that is where. I think we need to try to help guide our our youth a little bit more of, yes, there's an immediate repercussion, oh, yes. right? But what about the eternal repercussion? Mm-hmm. And and help them see that it's much bigger than now you have a life to care after or now mm-hmm. you have uh, someone's heart that you broke or, you know, a friendship that you're no longer having. Mm-hmm. But making sure that your heart is as pure as as can be because you want to be seated at the right hand exactly with the father like i want to strive for that had had i had the opportunity to have that relationship as a young man i think it would have changed a lot of my steps mm-hmm. along the way a lot of my decisions um but unfortunately i i didn't have that so if you're a young person that's listening today i think that's one of the things that you should try to outweigh you know do i want to live my life based on the immediate based on the now or do I want to think about my eternal life? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a lot of the decisions now should be based on that. And I think I said it like a long time ago in a message, um, probably back in Eloyo when we were in uh, on Park Avenue, mm-hmm. where I said, whatever, whatever you're about to do, if Jesus was next to you, would you still do it? And that has changed a lot of my thinking, a lot of my decisions, um, Whereas I can easily fall into a trap, but Jesus, you're right here. You're watching me. I could hide from everybody else, exactly, exactly. But yeah. you're watching me. You're gonna judge me eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you have e- even if you you want to put it in the uh, person that quote unquote doesn't know Jesus, and then you put in the aspect of in the same predicament, um, would I make the same decision making that I have if I have my person that is my role model mm. or my mom or my dad or my older sister or whoever you look up to yeah. in, in, in life in general would you make the same mistake or would you make the same decision if that person was next to you it's putting in the aspect of, of everybody yeah because of you everybody. understand it's exactly. saying listen if you know would i still do this or that if mom if, was here if mom was here mm-hmm. or if dad was here or if uncle was here or if brother or sister yeah. Or whoever you know, whoever you look up to. It's funny that you say that because there's been times where, like, my daughter will say something, and I'll say, "Would you say that to your teacher?" Mm -hmm. No. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. why are you saying it? Exactly. So that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, Because if if you're if you're gonna act different or or talk different just because certain people are around you, then obviously you know something's not good. Yeah. You need to be who you are at all times, no matter what what situation you're put in, mm-hmm. or or where you're at location wise. Don't let them it, change your it, character. Don't let them change your character exactly yeah. and who you are. Just because if you're out with friends in school, well, make sure the the same person you're at home is the same person you're at school, is the same person you're at work, is the same person you're at home. If you're that same person, no matter what, obviously nothing is going to give you a detour. Because the only person that gets detours in life, in a sense, is people that don't know who they are. Mm. If you know who you are, you're 
you're you're you're you're on the road of of in a sense quote unquote the one way. You're going. Yeah. You're going forward, you're doing what you do. Why? Because you're 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 striving for something, you're goal oriented and you know where you're trying to get from A to B. Now if you're unsure and that happens because people it's a lot of it, trust me, there there's a lot of people that get detours in life. And I'm not saying they're bad at all, because why? Because you learn from them. So while you learn from them detours and then you come back to get on the road that you need to be on, then your objective at that point is to teach others, mm. disciple others and let them know, okay, listen, if you're on this road here, you might hit this detour here. If you don't do X, Y, and Z, you won't have that detour. You'll continue straight. So that it might be a little speed bump for you and not be a detour. Yes. You might have a little hiccup and say, okay, no, I, I'm back on my feet. I continue, you Go know, back. Get mm-hmm. back on the race and do what I need to do, um, and I think that that's key is is, is uh, of of older brothers, older sisters, uh, of parents, role models. Uh, role yeah. models is is teaching those people who look up to you, you know, your life, because your life is is basically it's a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you say, look, listen, this is what happened to me in life. This is when I was younger. X, Y, and Z happened to me. Our times have changed, yes, granted, because electronics and all that and everything like that happens. Yes, it definitely, definitely changed. But the basis, the foundation is all the same. It all circles back to the same thing. It might look a little different. You know, back in the day, we had, uh, I guess, clay and straw. <laughs> That's what made you know, our houses. And then they had to be making, uh, uh, make it into uh, uh, cement eventually. And then mm-hmm. you have cement and then you have other products and stuff like that. But eventually, it's the same foundation no matter what, you know, to, to, to get to the basis. Um, so as long as we, in our trials and our tribulations and, and what we go through in life, if we just instruct the younger the younger generation of what we went through, and not in a, down, a degrading manner, yeah. but in a manner of, hey, listen, I really I've don't want there. you. I've same. been there. I've been there where you're at, you know. Obviously, this situation might be a little different, you know, different scenarios. But the foundation's the same. The so I, I want yeah. you to understand is I've been there. This is how I got through it. And better yet, this is how I got through it. How can we get through the situation? Because at that point, is it's not just them. It, it's a we situation of how you can get through it. Because a lot of kids, that's what they need nowadays. They need a lot, uh, you know, uh, people to, to attach themselves to them. And maybe they don't want to call out and say, I need help in this area or I need help in this or in that because they're afraid of the response behind it. But if you offer the help and you're there and you make yourself available and you say, you know what? I've noticed this about you. You need Mm -hmm. help in this area? Bring it to them. Bring it to their door. Knock on their door. Say, hey, listen, um, I saw you going through this, this, and this. Let me help you out. Being intentional. Because then at that point is they understand and they feel the love they, they 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 understand that you're caring and they know instead of just saying well if the person didn't ask me then i'm not going to help them instead of having that attitude yeah because then that that like attitude not my problem. Is, it's not my it's exactly it's not my problem yeah but then again it is your problem because yeah. if you are in the in, in that person's life their problem is your problem yeah and and i'll close with with these last few statements because we were raised with christ we should ask act as he did mm-hmm. when he was resurrected. What does that mean? After his resurrection, he left the tomb. So should we. So we should leave the old things mm-hmm. behind. We don't live there anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not that anymore. We've moved on. After his resurrection, he spent his remaining time ministering to his disciples. 
That's what we should do. Mm-hmm. Pull on to someone, hold on to someone, and serve them and love them, teach them, and guide them. After his resurrection, Jesus lived with supernatural power and with an ability to do impossible things. Mm-hmm. Who says we can't? You can mm-hmm. do impossible things mm-hmm. because you you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in you, so you can do impossible things. And then after his resurrection, he looked to heaven knowing that soon he's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what? My citizenship is not here on earth. It's in heaven. So I'm leaving all my earthly things. And I'm focused on heaven above. If that's you today, we pray that uh, this message has touched you. We pray that uh, it blesses your life. If you want to reach us, you can uh, contact us at inclanministries06 at gmail.com. Watch our Facebook messages online on Sunday, 11 a.m. at facebook.com backslash hcvineland. This has been Living 412. Thank you and God bless.